I've got about ten seconds to tell you how to get two-for-one tickets for top draw comedy nights near you thanks to our friends at the TV channel Dave at absoluteradio.co.uk. Also, I've got to tell you about how you can win prizes while you're there too. I've run out of time, though. Frank Skinner. So it was uh, Jane Horrocks mm. said um, the reason she did all those. Uh, what was it? Was it? What's the? Sta- uh, was it Tesco? White, white Sainsbury's. White, white. Anyway, the reason she did all those supermarket adverts, she said, is the money that she made from that meant that she didn't have to do rubbish television. Now she's made a basic error there. <laughs> <laughs> That's like saying. Setting fire to my house has stopped me from losing my house. <laughs> anyway. Oh, sorry. Um, <clears throat> we are, they were discovered discussing Jane Horrocks. Well, this is what it will say on the write-up. Um, this is uh, Frank Skinner. This is Not The Weekend Podcast. I'm with Emily Dean and our, uh, our guest presenter, Laura Solon. Yeah. I'm liking having another lady about. Yeah, Two it's ladies, good. one Frank. I love it. <laughs> Blimey, that was loud. Sorry if you've uh, just fought, fallen off your train seat. If you, if you listen to this on the iPod, a lot of people listen to this on the iPod. Some people on the laptop, some on the old Dandier radio set. See how it goes. <laughs> um, Frank, I'd like to kick off with an email. If that's oh, you're going to kick off? You. Okay, mm. fine. Uh, this is from Elisa Winton. And we were talking uh, on the last podcast, I think it was, Laura, about Frank's unfeasibly large head. Unfeasibly. Um, well, I, that's not my opinion, I hasten to oh, add. No. That's very much Frank's opinion. He sh- he told us that he had a big head. Well, I, I, I was told by a wardrobe lady that uh, me and Benny Hill had got the biggest heads in uh, British comedy. Of course, was... he's not using his anymore. <laughs> I was he's told just, I, I had a big head and very broad shoulders. Broad shoulders you've got. Oh, you've got a lovely, nice, delicate shoulder. Nice thing to say to a lady. No, well, I wish someone had said that to me. With me, they just shouldered. said big head. Well, Elisa Winton, she uh, shares your pain. Uh. She's writing in. She says, Dear Frank, I was most pleased to hear you mention your hat issues in this week's podcast. I, too, have a surprise. Bless you. <laughs> you see, hat issues. Bless you. <laughs> You're explaining it to me because I'm a lady. I'm explaining it to both of you because you're ladies. And any ladies listening. I, too, have a surprisingly large head. Not in a moon shape kind of way, you understand. No, no, God, no. Indeed, from the front, I look quite normal. No, it is the lateral dimension that is the trouble. That's what I've got. Mm. It's from the back to the front. You'd never guess until I have to put on a cycling helmet. The cries of, oh, everyone looks bad in them, soon wane once people actually see me. Problem is getting the depth to match the width to avoid it sitting on top of my head like an old man wearing a baseball cap. Oh, no, the failure. So, Elisa says, you may be interested to know that I've since found myself to be a size 7 and 3 eighths. I can still beat that. Really? What's yours? I'm 7 and a half. Is that, is that too big? She's a lady. That's way too big. Is that... You have to shop at a special hat shop called Wide I, I, and Round. I just can't take on a hat. High and mighty. I can take on a hat with elastication. A baseball cap, I have to leave. You know the, you know the bits where there's like a bobble and a hole at the oh, back yeah. of that strap? They just da- they're just dangling down, <laughs> oh, down, oh, down, oh. I can't fasten my baseball cap. And the they're like, they're like a there. hospital operating gown mm. on the head, aren't they? <laughs> my head is so long from the front to the back. I yeah. once threw 
I held on to one end of a, of a tape measure and threw the, the body of it way, way back to see how, how far back. And then it just landed on my, on my it, head. Didn't, it, it didn't reach my nape. <laughs> would, it, would it be an aerodynamic head for cycling? And they speed cycle and their hats are quite like that. Yeah, but yeah. you see... I cut yeah. through the air. I don't think I do, Is you it see. taper or is it a block? No, it's just... It's, it's, it's long. If you... When I had very short hair, if you looked at the side view of my head... The ear looked like a, a, a small mollusk on a, on a wide expanse of deserted beach. I think that's the best description <laughs> I can come up with, but, we, you know. Yeah, so it, it, it's, uh, it's, it causes all sorts, of, uh, mm. all sorts of problems. But it's nice to know there are other people similarly afflicted. Yes, and I wonder yes. if Elisa, like myself, has thought about, well, it's probably, I've thought about it a thousand times, phoning the trade descriptions people. Mm. And saying, excuse me, I'm looking at a label that says one size fits all. <laughs> Can we talk? <laughs> no, it's, uh, it is, uh, it's difficult. Uh, Frank, I'd like to... It's good since I've had the Dandere um, radio sex. It means I can play Dandere and the Mekon with a bit of green paint. The Mekon is a large-headed alien, in case you're wondering. Mm. I'm imagining most of our listeners know the Mekon is, don't they? Oh, I would hope so. Good. It's very, it's very much their oeuvre, I think. Oh, it is. I uh, couldn't eat anything now. Laura was talking about waterproof books earlier. Oh, Laura yes. was talking about this. I'd like to interrogate her further. I read the story this week that, that the first waterproof paperback hits the shelves. Now, this, this is an idea I had in the 90s. <laughs> I said there should be waterproof books because I kept dropping my book in the bath and now it's come out and this is the same as my idea for the duvet coat which was a duvet that you can wear so when you feel a bit tired or ill or hungover you can walk around where you live and wherever you lie you're covered in a duvet you don't have to go and get it in the bedroom. this is the point i'm on a flight last year i opened the in-flight magazine telling me what i can purchase there it is a blanket with footholds a slanket someone is stealing my business thoughts well i I came up with the idea of an in-flight magazine. Did you? <laughs> um, in-flight I, I, I said to Wilbur Wright, I said, if you're going to be up there that long, Wilbur, you're going to need some reading material. But I don't act on these on these business dreams. No. And people laugh at them when I share them with people. And then ten years later, some someone else is making, what, possibly millions from mm. it. That I can understand your frustration. I, but, uh, Laura, I'm not a fan of the concept of the waterproof what, book, though. But, what, what, well, I just think... You enjoy I like... I th- Maybe if it was how to swim. <laughs> <laughs> that would be handy, because I, I, when I Why have to you, keep going over yeah. and gasp into the side to turn another page... <laughs> I like, well, I tell you why. I like a tear stain, perhaps. I like a yellowed edge. I like a thumbprint. I like, that makes them precious, the kind of perishability of the book. Drop the book. And I don't want it to look like a curry menu. That's the problem. And I I just don't like the (coughs) ass. I don't like that feeling on it. They're not laminated, though, are they? It's not not laminated. It's a A waxy, waxy seal. And that makes me nervous. Yeah. That makes you anxious or Mm, nervous. It does. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, wipe that, clean books. I, yeah, I suppose that makes it more more sinister. And it is a bit. I like. I just mm. think there's a sense of antiquity about books, which I like. Maybe not waterproof, but bath proof. Then mm. so it's not all fluid. It's just. For but when I would you read never, in, never read in the bath. You really? If you had a waterproof, I, I suppose I could read in the shower. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> really, let's test rain. it. Yeah. Let's road test that. 
that I nearly, I nearly swore then, I stopped myself. I didn't actually swear, I was going to say the first part of the swear word. Oh, I know. Sort of the maternal element yeah, of the understand. swear word, rather than the sexual, I was going to say. But then I thought, well, no, because I don't like the implications, <laughs> is what I thought. But yeah, you could read one of those books in the shower, you could yeah. read it in a, in a canal. Yeah. You could, read it. you could read it in the womb. <laughs> Obviously, that to do, there'd have to be other preparation. A friend of mine, what, what about this? You're talking about the, 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 the missed idea. I, I still don't understand this. A friend of mine, she said, I've had this idea for a book. What I'm going to do is I'm going to interview all my female friends and any women that I know, and um, I'm going to see what's in their bags because I think you can tell a lot about a woman's personality by what's in her bag. So I'll write what's in the bag and then, you know, do a little bit of an interview with her about those things. Mm. And I said, well, that's a great idea. Do it. Do it. And she said, I am. I'm working on it now. I've already done about six friends. Brilliant. Mm. So anyway, I'm looking at the paper about, it would be about three months ago, and uh, this American guy has brought out this book, and it's, um, it's called something like You Can Tell a Woman by Her Bag. And he's done exactly mm. that thing, right? Mm. So I, um, so I, I, I mm. sent, the, sent the link to her. And, and I, you remember that thing, uh, there used to be an advert on the telly for, like, for the GPO, and it would say stuff like... Um, the slogan was, I saw this and thought of you. And the mm. idea is you see something. Else. Yes. I, I remember I wrote writing it on dog excrement once before I put it through a sex offender's letterbox. <laughs> mm. Anyway, I, um, I sent an email of this attachment of the book and it said, um, I saw this and thought of you. And she texts back to me, ah, yes, I must get down to writing that book one of these days. Oh. And I thought, hold on a minute. <laughs> Hold on a minute. It wasn't supposed to be an aid de memoir. It means you've been beaten to the yeah. punch. She's just fine with it. Mm. Let's do another one. Well, I, I admire her optimism. Well. Whilst at the same time having a certain amount of contempt for it. Well, he wouldn't necessarily write the definitive what's in my bag No, but, I, but who's going to buy? Oh, I might buy another one of these books. Yeah, I wonder what else. See what else is in other people. Exactly. Where it's would like that dream be? interpretation. It's not all going to be the same, is well, it? What about my flavoured pen tops? I mean, that still hasn't caught on. No, funny that. No, I thought you could have... Um, well, there would be one size fits all. You put them on the... You re- replace mm. the, the, the blue, black or red or whatever on mm. your biro. So instead of chewing the end... And you could have licorice, strawberry. Like a lolly. Yeah, so when you're chewing it, it'd be, you know, it'd be nice. Well, I see. I, I was, I was. My plan was, I'd say that, and you two would go. That is the. Pr-. And I think that I knew it. I knew. I'm that's, just basically that's what a I'm dragon's doing. Dragon's den pitch. I'm, I'm testing it. Yeah, because actually, lots of those I did. And the man that went in and pitched the wheelie suitcase that kids can sit on, and you pull them along. It's a kid's suitcase, and everyone said that was a ridiculous idea. And he's made a lot of money. Well, so. what about Laura? The two ex Big Brother contestants who had ve- invented the mini tea bag bin for the kitchen worktop, which you actually bought, Frank, at one point. I did, I did. Did they invent the concept of a small bin? (laughs) (laughs) It was destroyed, of course, by my girlfriend throwing a frozen loaf at me. That's that's what happened to our small bin. (laughs) Uh, The wheelie suitcase, though. Yeah, little wheelie, ride on animal suitcases. Oh, Frank hates wheelies. I hate, I hate, I hate wheeled suitcases of any kind, really, but I do like, you see, as a child... You enjoy difficult travel. Well, as a child, I was sort of promised... By a lot of programmes like Tomorrow's World, the moving walkway. Oh. I <laughs> yeah. thought pavements. That would be everywhere. I thought I'd step out with my school uniform on, or perhaps actually after I'd left school. I probably thought I'd be about 20 in, before it came out. And, you know, you'd go to work or to the pub accompanied by the same piece of dog excrement. <laughs> 
if you um, were lucky. Yeah. And then when you go past the sex offenders door, you're ready. But um, it's never happened. You get, you get the ones in um, in airports. Yeah. I think um, I think I recently read a short story about one. <laughs> was, it was it written by, by I think it, uh, TP? Yeah. One of TPs. Was it inspired by the remarkable events that go on every day in Heathrow Airport? Yeah. I believe like it was. moving in and around yeah. Terminal Five. Yeah, <laughs> not for like moving walkways and W H Smiths. I wish someone would write a, a collection of short stories. A short about story it. about the people who don't use the walking, uh, the moving walkway in an airport. I that, sometimes don't use. Don't them. you? You know why? Because people who get on the moving walkway don't understand that if you don't want to walk on the moving walkway, you stand to one side and you let people that do want to walk who are late for their flight but go past mm. oh people who are late for their flight <laughs> what's the point of having a moving walkway <laughs> if you're going to walk on it because that's you're a going belt to get and approach to Bank, I always remain stationary on the moving walkway me too just in case anyone was curious that, that's my position I always I, I march down it I like the feeling of fast walking but then when you get off, it's quite dangerous because you've got to go from moving very quickly to standing. You're still. a bit of a... You strike me as a bit of a tarmac pelter. I see yeah. you as one of those people pelting up get, the tarmac. I get pavement rage. I, I think mm. there should be, instead of a cycle lane on pavements, there should be a lane for pe- tourists and people who are just browsing Do you know and a lane for people who've got places mm. to go. Do you know we've had this ex- exact discussion yeah. before on this show? Because I am a bit of a pedestrian racer. And I, mm. people do... Pe- Dawdle. People Dawdling. with... Two carrier bags. They're a roadblock. Also, people who suddenly stop to answer their phone. There's a natural flow of foot traffic and people who suddenly stop. It's like people who stop when they get to the bottom of an escalator. Well, only last week I was talking about when you cross a, cro- a, a Pelican Crossing and people step right, people start, start turning left or right already. And I've decided now what you need is you need to have to stay in your lane when mm. you're crossing on a, on a Pelican and then wait till you... Anyway, this won't put Rob Bonnet <laughs> back on Five Live. <laughs> Sorry, I misread that. This one put the bonnet back on the baby. <laughs> My other book thing of late mm. is I, I've got a it's peculiar obsession I've got is that I like to make my bookmarks opposite to the book. Oh, lovely. So I'm reading a book called... Par example? Or Bob Dylan Behind the Shades mm. I'm reading at the moment. Oh, I wouldn't want to see that. <laughs> and I'm using a Bob Dylan concert ticket stop as the bookmark. It's that, perfect. Oh. You're not a page folder. Oh, God, no, I'd never... No. No. I like the relevant bookmark. Any other? Yes, I, I've, I've, I'm reading... Uh, I, I, I read several books at the same time. I, mm. like, I like to mix the fiction mm. and the non-fiction. But my other non-fiction piece at the moment is The Secret Life of Trees, mm. for which someone gave me a, a, a suede... I'm saying suede bookmark mm. with a picture of a tree on it, and I'm using that. That's nice. If I'm, I can't... I, I look into my heart. I can't be absolutely certain I didn't buy that tree book because i had the bookmark <laughs> i like the pre- it's, a, it's a chicken and egg so from now on i think all your bookmarks should just be relevant to the book you're reading well i'll try yeah. I'm, I'm reading um fatherland by robert harris which is what would have happened if hitler had won the war yes mm. and it's germany 1960s germany Ro- robert harris hitler. another friend of my parents is that right mm. anyway i'm using a, a, a train <laughs> ticket from north allerton to london terminals and I thought it was vaguely relevant because Hitler famously made the trains run on time. But then I, I had sudden doubt. I had big, a, bi- a big dictator doubt that it was actually Mussolini that made the trains run on time. And then it struck me, get this while we're on the subject of dictatorship, 
that Mussolini and Hitler, if you take the first parts of their names, they're Mossel and Hit. Very aggressive, oh, yeah. masculine, whereas we had Church. Church. Goodness and peace. Oh, that's rather fascinating. Yeah. We're not saying he was a... No, I'm saying he's in opposition. Taken. Yeah. Yeah, what about that? Think well, that I over. love that observation. Yes, thanks. Mm. You can um, quote me on that if you like when you're on the train. I won't go that Stop, far, but I enjoyed it. Just press pause on the on the podcast and say to that person next to you, it's weird, isn't it, with the um, <laughs> right-wing dictators of the 20s <laughs> and 30s? The first part of their names form uh, Mossel and Hit. Make of that what you will. Anyway. Frank, I've just thought of a good bookmark you could have. You could have, for a Christmas carol, mm-hmm. you could have a Christmas card that you'd been sent from the... Uh, Miro journalist Carol Malone. That would be great. That would be brilliant. Yeah. But I, I wouldn't be... Um, it's too big a price to pay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, if I got a Christmas card from Carol Malone... <laughs> You'd uh, have to go and... Yes. Look outside, look, 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 talk to yourself. I'd have you? to... Uh, it would be another hunt for dog excrement. Would you send you a round-robin Christmas card? If you've got a round-robin Christmas letter... What, with a round robin on it? From Carol Malone. Uh, What what would you do then? That's worse than a Christmas card. Well, really any contact with Carol Malone. Uh, When the News of the World closed down, there was a picture of all the journalists drowning their sorrows Mm. in the pub. And I love that I spotted Carol Malone in amongst the throng with a glass of white wine for the lady. I'm surprised you recognised the scene (laughs) that the the photo at the top of her column was taken in 1968. (laughs) Anyway... That's oh, enough. Uh, that's enough Malonian. Now, Frank, home, home alone. Frank, I, I'm, I'm not. I don't mean that. I, I just. I'm sorry. I need to offload, Frank. Oh, worth seeing. <laughs> I was. Um, I beg your pardon. It's, look, not, it's not as bad as Bob Dylan behind the shades. No. But I was on the receiving end of. I, I'll call it a miscarriage of justice. Do I'll you? go that far. Okay. Recently, now that's one of uh, that's one of my worst things. Just so you know, I'm what quite, a miscarriage of justice! Yes, or any sort of wrongful conviction oh, no. in a social situation. Tell me mm. about it. I was livid about the Dreyfus affair. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely livid. I said to Emil Zola, I said, "Right, right, write it. No, go on, write it. They're good just talking about it. Write it." Well, Frank, it's why I can't I can't watch The Fugitive. Why would I sit through two hours of that hell for the eight minutes of relief at the end? It's not worth it. So it, it's you keep my love life out of it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So what what what's happened to you? What was the injustice? Did it involve furniture? Oh no. Okay, so we just have a little moment here. Okay. Everyone gets their breath back. <laughs> I'm, have, I'm actually having a cigarette. <laughs> oh, dear. So, I was... I'd actually been... My wrongful conviction, Frank, mm. it, it occurred in a cab. Don't panic. Um, but I, I was... I'm all right so far. OK. I was feeling rather chatty and garrulous. You know, you see me when I've had a couple of drinks, Frank. I get a bit larky. Yeah. And I'm quite... I like to think I bring... I draw people out of their shell. I see it as a bit of a social challenge. So I do chat to a cab driver, often a black cab driver. Mm, Just just out of interest, um, Mm. technical question. (laughs) When you talk to a cab driver, do you look at the back of the head? (laughs) What I don't like... I don't like the eyes in the rearview mirror. No. No. I find that... I don't like it. No, I don't. These are are men, one often he has condemned the burqa. (laughs) (laughs) And then they subject us to a similar... I, don't, I never. I know they're there. I know they're doing it to me, but I, I always look at the back of the head. Yeah. yeah. I, I'm with you on that. 
And it's relevant for this tale I'm about to share with you. I start conversing with this cab driver, making pleasantries, as I'm sure anyone would with a cab driver. Oh, we've been busy tonight then. He was a little bit wary. He said, yeah, yeah, sort of. Oh, okay. Bit of a challenge to me. I'll carry on. I said, yeah, yeah. I said, well, you know, it's Friday. They're normally quite busy, aren't they? Sometimes. So this carried on. I wasn't really getting much back from him. Surly cab driver. I can't believe it. (laughs) So I eventually just said, oh, are you busy tonight? Then I said, what time do you you finish tonight? He turned round. He actually turned round. He had to drive. He said, look, love, don't take this the wrong way. It's very flattering, but I'm actually engaged. (laughs) (laughs) I am not... Joking. Oh, hold on a I minute. Would, I, would ru- I would open the door and just throw myself out of a moving vehicle. I'd be so cross. I can't. I, can't. I put on a bathrobe. I can't I would... straighten up. Oh. Can't. I've, got in, I've got into squirm mode and my, my, my elbows have locked under each ribcage. Maybe the back of his head. Oh. Maybe the back of his head is, is his best feature in oh, the tracks. Yeah. Maybe he's had a lot of women offer themselves yeah. up to him. Emily thought he'd well, be looking at the back of her head. Can I be honest? The night was out. He was no, no, he was no fast bender. He was. I would describe his looks as sort of regional Jerry he Seinfeld. Been, he was regional, <laughs> Jer- regional Jerry Seinfeld. Regional Jerry Seinfeld. Do you know Market what I mean town. by that? Market yeah. town Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld without the LA dentistry is what we're dealing with here. You see, okay. but all men assume that there's mm. a, a chance yes. that all women will do sex on them. I. I, I <laughs> I, I think all men I always think, I think you're so right. There I, is a chance. I, I don't. I However don't, big I the age gap or the looks gap, it's true, Frank. I can't agree. Now I, I'm au contraire. I, I always think. Um, I've been told in the past that my problem is I always are pretty confident they won't, and then, uh, well, they do. Um, no, I wasn't going to say that. I mean, I, I, I don't think all women are going to. Uh, I don't think I'm in with a chance with any. Okay, I touched oh, the producer's on. bra strap earlier. Yeah. I've, that's what's the elephant in the room. Let's get it out of the way. I <laughs> accidentally, I was just trying to get her attention. I tapped on the back. I touched the bra strap. Imagine, I mean, you brushed her bra well, I didn't, strap. I, I and mean, then I lingered. I, I yeah. know, but I mean, I, also it was at the clasp. You know, it was like a significant. Oh, oh. It was almost as if I was, you know, <laughs> trying to come here. And, oh. <laughs> I felt terrible about it. I've apologised, but it I can was tell, a bit first prom. I can yeah. tell there's a bit of a thing between us now. Mm. I'm not easy about. I tell you what does surprise me about this story mm. more than anything mm. is that um, I, men never say I'm engaged. In my experience, mm. it, it was an unusual. It's, it's, it's the women always say. Unless her, his fiance had put a listening device in his cab. Maybe, but you know that's mm. why I think there's no tradition of the male engagement ring. Is that yeah. men don't really have a concept yes, of being you're right. engaged. Yes, yeah. you're right. But well, they're shows... still really on the market what until they you, get the ring on. What did you on. say to him? What do you think I said, Laura? No, but did... He, <laughs> well, what I didn't like oh. is that he wasn't good-looking. He wasn't what yeah. I call dignity-risking. That's what yeah. I objected to. Look, if he'd have been handsome... It's a good criterion for a partner. Yeah, if he'd have been drop-dead gorgeous, I would have thought he had a right to say that. Mm. But regional Jerry Seinfeld, uh-uh. Th- yeah. So he... It was very... There was a bit of a Mr Frosty moment <laughs> after that. Was that? Yeah. I said... I said, I'll make you pass. Oh, you made a mojito. <laughs> <laughs> Took a while. But then... <laughs> so back to what you were saying about... <laughs> he then said... I think someone's got malaria from a mojito. Did you? Carry he on. said, Frank... He then said, which irritated me even more, 
He said, in another life, maybe. Oh, what? Oh, he was, was he a Time Lord? <laughs> yeah. In another pre, life. Pre-regeneration Time Lord. When I've come back as a woman with very low self-esteem, <laughs> I oh. will sleep with you. Yeah. Actually, speaking oh. of in another life, I was listening to BBC News this morning, and a man on there said, uh, until you've been on a space hopper, you haven't lived. Oh. I don't think that's correct, is it? <laughs> no, that... that- that feels like if it was correct. <laughs> I just don't think it's. I think yeah. it's a it's a minor experience at best. <laughs> I'm still fascinated by the engaged thing. The one yeah, thing to I'm say. Engaged. I'm engaged. I'm engaged. It shows how resourceful people can be when they they feel genuinely shows, threatened. It shows how he was thinking. I think it shows that he was thinking <laughs> told about you, you in that context. Regional Jerry Seinfeld. Mm. It was yeah. never going to happen. Well, it, then it it got rather ugly after that. I'm afraid. And I, I didn't want to engage with the man any did, further. Did you, did you argue against the accusation? I though? briefly did, but then I lied and made up a husband because I thought it was the only way to prove my point. So when he dropped me off, I think he was looking at the light to see if anyone was in. But I didn't tip him. Really? Mm. I know you don't want to tip him after that. No. After he's in- insulted you. Yeah. yeah. Because even though you weren't making an offer, he thought you were. Yeah. So it's a slap in the face at best. Exactly. And as I say, not good looking enough, sorry. But I agree with Laura, I think men men do tend to think I, I think they're much more less more optimistic than women. But what if what if if you'd say given him a two quid tip and, he, and, he, and he'd given it given it back and said, Look, for the last yeah. time <laughs> I'm engaged. I mean how terrible would that have been? Oh yeah. fiver. No, if no. He really. said sorry, I've only got a twenty pound note and he'd gone I'm not I'm not keeping the difference. Put it away. For the last time, leave me alone. (laughs) Oh, it's a terrible... I do feel your embarrassment, though. The physical turning round, that's what was was awful. Also, it's what you would say... It's like one of those situations where I wasn't trying to come on to you, Mm. but that's exactly what you would say Mm. if you you were. So there's no way... The the tone of voice is the same. Miscarriage of justice. miscarriage of justice. There was no escape. It's awful. But at least he turned around. You weren't looking at him in the rearview mirror. (laughs) (laughs) At least when you looked him in the eyes, they were the right way around. (laughs) That's what puts me off. I don't want to be looking at a man's left eye and it's really his right eye. It's like like those Van Gogh self-portraits. It's just a lie. What else? Well, Frank, have you seen there's been a list published this week? Oh, there's a list published every week, let's face it. No, but this isn't McCarthy or anything sinister. (laughs) This is quite a benign list. Um, It's nine things never to say to your husband. Now, I'm I'm not married. You do live with your partner and Laura is married. So I'd like to hear what Laura has to say. Some of these phrases, it was a psychotherapist... Um, Judy Ford. I don't know if it's any relation to Gerald. I read that as psychopath. <laughs> it was a psychopath. Judy Ford. She's very upfront about it. <laughs> upfront, rather. Nine things never to say to your husband. Where's my axe? I was in a pub once in Blackheath, and this, this, someone was talking. This guy said, "Well, look, I'm a burglar, and I find that uh, <laughs> very bold, very bold thing to come out with." <laughs> Anyway, carry so on. Some of the... Did you see them, Roy? They yes. ranged from, when are you going to find a new job? Mm-hmm. Which, I grew up in a house of actors, Laura, so in my house that was just a reasonable yeah. inquiry. Have you got a Softly <laughs> Softly or a Z cars? There was nothing yeah. unusual about that. I think that was an embroidered uh, yeah. sampler on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I made a lovely bless this house for uh, to hang up in Smedic Social Security. <laughs> You're just like your father. Mm. 
My mother, it says, my mother warned me you'd do this. Wouldn't it be worse if it was your mother warned me you'd do this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> That'd be good. My lover warned me you'd say that. <laughs> that would be worse. My mother, your yeah. brother told me you'd say that. You're yeah. just like your father could be a compliment. Depends yeah. on the father. If Jesus father. of Nazareth said it, that's a lovely your thing father to say. Was a market town, Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> the one that doesn't go down well in our house, I think yeah. that, that I say occasionally, is, you're not going to eat all of that, are you? <gasps> that is right. That never goes. No, never goes well. Never successful. Cat's got two. When we when we're falling out, Cat's got two basic. Um, a sort of pincer movement attack that she adopts. One of it is uh, she talks about the sort of the golden age of my personality. <laughs> <laughs> you know, two years ago, you used to be such a lovely, <laughs> sensitive bloke. I get nostalgic for that man. She buys it on eBay for yeah. £43. <laughs> exactly. But it's... It's really, it's very undermining yeah. that because it's, in a way, she's praising me. But yeah. she's praising the old it's me. It's the, the skill yeah. of passive aggression that, that, that yeah. ladies learn. And the other up. one is uh, she'll, she'll bring in a second opinion. Oh. Like, oh. We'll have an argument about something. And uh, she often quotes her sister, Rachel. <gasps> and she'll say to me, uh, oh, yeah, uh, Rachel says you've seemed a bit brittle just lately. <laughs> That, that validates it with a third well, well, suddenly party. it's two against one, yeah. you know. It's, there's been yeah. market it's research. Been noticed. <laughs> it's been noticed. Yeah, the market yeah. research Jerry Seinfeld, that's yeah. what I call it. <laughs> but that I find all those. Yeah. Uh, My husband, yeah. said, which drives me out, he says, he says, what we're going to do from now on when he means oh. what you're not doing at the moment. Oh. What oh, we're going to yeah. do from now on is not leave towels in the corner of the bathroom. And, do you know, reverse psychology, it makes me leave them there even more. Yes. Yeah, what we're going to do? You cannot, surely you can't leave any more than four. <laughs> <laughs> what, how many, uh, you don't know how many well, towels I've got. Well, I don't you don't know, know how you big could, my bathroom is. You could have an my octagonal flat, bathroom. My flat is 80% 80, 80 bathroom. Is <laughs> it really? I love yeah. the sound of it. Yeah, I love it. Wow, it must have been a hell of a grouting job. <laughs> like a bunch of seals in there. What do you mean? <laughs> oh, well, it's... Uh... Well, I, you see, I've always found in relationships... I t never went down well, have you seen The 100 Greatest Comedians on Channel 4? That, that never went down well. No, I'm not, I'm not a fan of that one. No. Either. But also, uh, if a girl says to a man, when they get a... When the mobile goes off and they get the bleep, and then there's, you see them look at the phone and then there's a silence. Yeah. And then you ask in a very high-pitched tone of voice, who is that? Mm. That never goes down very no. well. That always ends in a row of some sort. I look over the shoulder, that's my thing. Do you? Yeah. What, the text? Yeah. Do you? If I'm, if I'm suspicious. <laughs> yeah. If there's been a, you know, I've been away for a couple of weeks, I get back, there's a smell of uh, pipe tobacco Old in the scullery. Old spice. Down there. Yeah. 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 Turns out it was that lesbian from number 37. <laughs> anyway, we know. Live and let live, that's what I say. This is Frank Skinner. On Absolute Radio.